here live in the Valley of the Sun. We're here with March Madness. This is the fake news final four, ladies and gentlemen, here live on the Sunday Wire. Uh, I'm your anchor, Patrick Henningsen, and to give color commentary, I'm joined by none other than Basil Valentine from the United Kingdom and also Hesher, host of the Boiler Room from ACR. Guys, thanks for joining us for March Madness today, the fake news final four, first ever tournament hitting fake news producers against one another to find out who is the world champion of fake news this is it going to be a tremendous event guys thanks for joining us great to be with you patrick all right yeah. yes march madness very exciting patrick happy to be here with you well as you as you guys know this is a stacked field um you know this is this is really the clash of the titans i mean we're just uh uh, you're so impressed also with the selection committee. Uh, we want to thank our, our selection committee for, for the bracket management on this. You can go to 21stCenturyWire.com, click on the link to the shout poll, and you will see uh, the atmosphere is just amazing here, guys. This is just a, a, a tremendous spectacle of competition. And uh, over in the state-run region, we've got CNN. Number one seed is pulled through, uh, beating uh, NBC, MSNBC, handedly. I might add, uh, in the preliminary final eight rounds, and also the BBC besting its uh, UK rival, Channel 4, uh, to be the top fake news outlet. Uh, this is according to our voters, according to the people. So that's the number one seed against the number two seed. Uh, BBC are a very strong contender this year, I think. They are. They're up against a stacked. Uh, I mean, you have to be impressed, guys, with uh, the, you know, the, the bench on. How deep does the CNN bench go, Hesher? I mean, you've got Wolf Blitzer, you've got Anderson Cooper. I mean, this is just an impressive array. I, I'm going to say it's going to be hard for the BBC to compete with CNN with the type of Oh, I don't know. We've got Laura Kingsberg and her legendary uh, anti-Corbyn bias. You know, there was a terribly biased anti-Brexit piece she did the other day. So I think BBC are punching their weight. The whole... The whole institution is completely corrupt and fake. That's the thing about it, you know. That's true. So it's really, it's really with the with the BBC versus CNN. It's the institution of the BBC uh, versus the kind of the individual all star fake news. That's team right. It's a team CNN. game. It's a team game at the end of the day. Yeah. So this is this is an interesting matchup. Really interesting matchup. So that's the semifinal over on the state run region. And over on the deep state region, this is a really, this is probably the most interesting uh, matchup in, in terms of, uh, you know, the, we've got the New York Times pulled through as a number one seed, not surprisingly, uh, over the Washington Post and making it into the semifinal round. Uh, but also then on the other part of that bracket, we've got Hesher, we've got C, uh, CIA versus the U.S. State Department. Now, people will say, well, those aren't media outlets, but I think some government agencies are really involved these days in the production and dissemination of fake news. So we thought our selection committee, anyway, uh, really believed, and they're, they're quite a visionary selection committee, believed that we should include government agencies in this competition. What do you think about that, Hesher? That's right, Patrick. I, uh, I, I think it's quite the lineup here. Very, very impressive over on the deep state quarterfinal side. We had the New York Times, the Washington Post, and quite bravely we've added the CIA and the U.S. State Department, and we're down to the New York Times and the CIA. I think it's a perfect, appropriate matchup there. 
we've got plenty of ties. We've got plenty of confirmation of CIA embeds over there in the deep state run media. So this is going to be an epic, epic battle. So, you know, in terms well, of more Aren't we going to have some people playing for two teams at the same time? They're going to be playing for the CIA and for CNN because wasn't it William Colby who said that the CIA owns everyone of any significance in the major media? So, you know, I think the CIA are running a double game here. You know, they're standing on their own two feet, but then they've got people in all these other outlets as well. They've you got know, people I, playing for two teams. I would, I would agree with you, Basil, but, you know, that's what makes this field so interesting, you know, and so... The, the 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 almost the in-house the fam this is kind of like family uh, in, you know intra-family warfare as it were when you talk about uh you know the new york times on the same side of the bracket uh as the cia that you know you, they work together and here they are here they are pitting up against each other a number one and two seed to battle it out to see who's going to meet the winner of cnn and the bbc now we're going to hopefully our listeners are going to get involved and go to the square offs and vote for their semi-finalist favorites and you know we're going to crown a winner there's going to there's going to be a crown put on someone's head uh hesher on april 2nd that is going to be basically world champion of fake news who's it going to be you know it's anyone's guess we've got basil valentine over here right now what sort of odds would you lay on in terms of you know what are we likely to see uh on april 2nd in terms of championship match well, I've got the BBC as seven to four overall favourites, so that's oh, just wow. a four dollars down. Win another seven to make a total of eleven. I see. So you're, you're banking on an international sort of response to basically get the BBC over the finish line on April second, right? I think they've got a couple of trump cards up their sleeve. No pun which intended. We'll go, which we're going to then. I'm going five to two to CIA, four to one CNN. Six to one New York Times and Washington Post and eight to one bar. Oh wow. Okay. Well it's <laughs> so 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 basically that's uh lo- low risk. Low risk, but if you've got big money, you know, CNN could be a place to park your, your cash. Yeah. So yep. they're looking pretty strong. Let's let's look at the quarterfinals now. Let's look at the pedigree of this competition. So the BBC won, you know, what looks was a pretty tight race with Channel Four. Uh, 57% versus Channel 4's 43%. That was in the quarterfinal round, and uh, that was that was pretty close. Now, CNN, this was an absolute blowout. Uh, CNN won 68% handedly over NBC, MSNBC. I, I, we're putting them together because it's the same corporation, NBC and MSNBC, 32% to CNN's 68%. I mean... Hesher, that that was an absolute blowout, and a lot of people didn't see that coming because MSNBC, in terms of fake news, is one of the. I mean, they're a powerhouse in their own right. If you bring NBC plus MSNBC together as one sort of team, uh, and CNN took them out in that fashion, I mean, you got to be embarrassed if you're over there at Thirty Rock. <laughs> That's right, MSNBC. You can do so much better. I know you tried really hard this year. You put out so much fake news. You were right there on the tip of the spear, poking that fake news into the face of everybody out there, all your consumers, and CNN still beat you with their pathetic coverage of the U.S. elections, with their abysmal coverage of Middle East politics. 
Yes, it has been uh, quite the blowout there. So you need to work on yep. your you need to work on your wares there, MSN. Yeah, and we'll get into some of the individuals. I mean, NBC, you know, with someone like Brian Williams, who's basically he's going to be nominated for the Hor- we're we're also running the Horace Greeley Award for most the outstanding. Sock of the year is it sock puppet of the year, Patrick? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, well, that's the that's the sort of the street term for the award, but the Horace Greeley Memorial Award for outstanding fake news and journalism. Uh, right. we've, got, we've got pretty long listed nominees. We're going to launch that poll this week. Uh, we're going to have about uh, 10 or 12 nominees, and the top two will face off on April 2nd for basically, uh, you know, player of the year, effectively, in terms of fa- uh, fake news. And uh, well, I'll go into those nominees in a minute, guys, and it's a really exciting list. You know, I'm, I'm just totally excited about that award. But um, back on the quarterfinals, on the deep state region, Basil, this matchup between the CIA and the U.S. State Department was was interesting. I mean, this is a Beltway rivalry. These are two deep state institutions. Uh, CNN took 60% of that vote against the State Department, who's really a newcomer uh, in terms of being included in this type of competition at 40%. That's 20, 20 percentile points there. CIA pulled through pretty comfortably, though, um, on that side. Yes, well, they're strong contenders overall, the CIA. There's the uh they have a history going all the way back to the Kennedy assassination and before of uh, making things up to their own advantage. We know, as William Colby said, they own everybody in the major media. The State Department, well, they've got to appear to be a little bit more honest. You know, they've got to try and represent the United States in a more honest way abroad. So I've got two to one on the CIA and seven to four State Department. Well, that, well, yeah, that was that was the old odds before uh, before the vote. Yeah, but the CIA pulled through, and then back in the quarterfinals, the other side of that deep state bracket, we had basically the New York Times and the uh, Washington Post. So Times took fifty eight percent versus the Post forty two percent, and uh, so there there's the New York Times. No surprise another, there. Another winning favorite. No surprise yeah. there, Basil. Really, I mean. Uh, the 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 post there were the two papers of record really the battle of these papers of record but it, it was really was there any contest to begin with there Basil? Um, I don't think anybody reads them anymore, do they? I think that's the biggest problem they've got is that uh, they've just become so completely and utterly irrelevant. You know, we're talking crashing sales figures. We're talking. We're talking about teams of older players there now who are really just looking towards their retirement and pension paychecks. So, so is there an argument, Hesher, that, you know, you know, what are these newspapers even doing in this tournament? You know, a lot of people, you know, that's been their big drawback, these newspapers, that they are sort of hemorrhaging uh, viewers. And, you know, should they even be in this competition? Because look at our, look at the honorable mention. Look at who didn't make the final eight. Time magazine, they're impressive, but again, they're print. The Daily Beast. I mean, they punch well above their weight in terms of fake news, as does Vice News. We have CBC in Canada, Canadian Broadcasting, France 24, and even the White Helmets. The White Helmets could have easily snuck in, uh, really, into the final eight just on the basis of their own fake news that they've been producing uh, for the last four years. Yes, it's been quite the season this year, Patrick. Uh, 
a lot, a lot of very, very fake news outlets have fallen off the board to make it into our 2017 bracketology here for the fake news Final Four. And uh, as Gerald Salente, whom you've had on Patrick Henningsen Live and Sunday Wire in the past, would say, yes, the uh, New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, the toilet papers of record. So I, I believe that is why they found themselves in... Uh, in the in the final four there over on the deep state region and look, look at um look look at the management side too guys you know we we, we got to talk about you know who is behind these teams who are behind these organizations i mean in terms of ba- basil in terms of management you know what have we got here with the new york times i mean they they had the head of the bbc bbc director i think it was mark thompson who's really editor of the New York Times the last couple of years, and he just gave way to uh, Dean Bequette, big Hillary supporter. You know that so the management in that pit, pitting that against, let's say, the CIA change of management right now, transition going on. Is this going to make kind of destabilize the CIA in terms of can they can they pull past the New York Times in the semifinal round? Well, it's a tremendous pedigree. Mark Thompson coming from the BBC, you know, he. Uh He's led one of the one of the finest there, so um, it's going to be close, Patrick. I think it's going to go all the way down to the wire, basically. You think so it's going to be that close? Yes, we're getting you know the race is tightening by the hour. Yeah, that's 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 going to be interesting. Then over on the uh, on state run side, I mean Jeff Zucker, obviously uh, Hesher, he's running things uh, at Siena. He's come under fire from uh, Donald Trump recently. Made a few uh, quips about Zucker how he got his job and so forth but yet you know he has really kept cn he has probably elevated cnn to the sort of i mean it's a powerhouse hesher really in terms of fake news i mean who can really compete with cnn at the end of the day you know can anyone actually compete with i mean they are so stacked they go deep about i don't know 12 13 journalists in terms of you know absolute propagandists I mean, they are. I mean, they're they're mercurial and unstoppable in so many ways. They are. They're a powerhouse of, as President Trump would say, very fake news. So uh, you're right. You're right. We're we're looking to see CNN quite possibly steamroll the entire Final Four here. I, I think it's. Uh, if I was going to take one of the bets that Basil laid out, I think I might just have to put my money on CNN right there. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. For me, it's uh, CIA, CNN, and as Basil pointed out, there is some serious gray area there between the management teams. So this is definitely going to be a very convoluted and interesting Final Four. Well, you, you talk about an in-house sort of family fight. I mean, Basil... Think about that in the finals, CNN versus the CIA. I mean, what would that? What's that going to be like? I mean, what sort it's of sign warfare, isn't it? Wow, you know, it's I'm... a it, it's a close matchup. You've got uh, you've got the hand and the glove there, haven't you? The hand and the glove. Wow. That, that, well, there's a title of uh, there's a title of that show uh, come April second. Hand in the glove. If they do make it into the finals, and we're gonna, you know, in terms of the you know player of the year, or journalist of the year, in terms of fake news, Horace Greeley Memorial Award for outstanding work in fake news journalism. That is going to come out 
We're going to have, and here's a list of the nominees. I mean, the uh, selection committee just sent these over just before the show. And guys, you know, there's so much talent on this list. Uh, just Brian Williams from a- from NBC. I mean, straight straight right there. I mean, who, who's going to top that guy uh, for basically Horace Greeley Award this year? Jon Snow, Channel 4, Aaron Burnett, CNN, Chris Cuomo, CNN. I mean, he could walk with the award there. Uh, Hesher straight away. Uh, Anderson Cooper, Gloria Borger, CNN, CNN, Barbara Starr, CNN, Wolf Blitzer, CNN. There's ha- half the nominees are from C. I mean, th- they're stacked. Is it too terms- late to? Uh, is it too late to add a nomination? Um, I think uh, you, uh, you might have to send that through the. Uh, who have you got? I've got Laura Koonsberg of the BBC. Well, she's not on the list, but you know we certainly. We'll certainly let the committee know. And uh, so we've also got Michael Wise from the Daily Beast. I mean, he's you impressive. Have to pay an extra supplementary fee to add a runner to a race just shortly before they are. <laughs> we'll pay the supplementary fee to get Laura Coonsberg in. We think the Phillies got a great chance. Well, who else have we got? Lise Doucette, I think, is another one from the BBC there. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we've got a pair of Phillies. Let's Lise not Doucette. forget Don Lemon as well. Well, Don Lemon isn't on the list. I think is because he won the worst journalist journalist of the year. I think uh, in 2015, and so the committee thought that he'd been taking home too much hardware, maybe, and uh, they felt they wanted to open it up, maybe to some new opportunities for new talent, but or existing talent that wasn't getting the recognition. Uh, so we've got Ian Panel from the BBC for that. Uh, uh, panorama program just on the basis of that he's made the list which is amazing uh, Glenn Thrush from Politico Maggie Haberman from the New York Times Kate Baldwin again CNN Josh Rogan Washington Post Craig Timberg who basically did the proper not Russian propaganda uh, feature for the Washington Post he's made this list just on the basis of one article that shows you you know the concentration of talent there is just unbelievable guys amazing what a roster of fake news mvps yeah and how many of them uh, are also cia well see that's a good question basil and unfortunately uh, we won't all we won't know that but what we do know you is that don't have the answer to that in your files Patrick. no but operation mockingbird surely does uh yeah, no, but so, what about the statistician where's our, where's our sports statistician he should have that yeah, well, we, we, we don't know about that sort of dual membership aspect, but certainly a lot of people will be suggesting or uh, guessing that that might be the case, especially when you watch some of Barbara Starr's reports uh, from the Pentagon for CNN. And uh, so you, you would get that idea. You, you've got a number of Nicholas Kristof from the New York Times. And certainly he deserves to be on that list. You know, there's a lot of guys who they, they really deserve to be on that list. They're not getting the recognition maybe that they deserve uh as fake news sort of journalists uh yeah. so you know this is i mean it's an impressive field i don't think there will ever be a field that talented uh maybe ever again what do you think uh hesher well we we are at a, a pinnacle of fake news right here the apex of fake news media so we are in the age uh the golden age of fake media. I think you might have hit the nail on the head there, Patrick. 
And you've got Jeff Bezos, you know, former owner owner of Amazon. So he's taken over the Washington Post. And this is a great atmosphere, by the way, guys. I mean, this the atmosphere here today is absolutely electric. So haven't Amazon also just been awarded some huge CIA contract? Well, yeah, they have for cloud for a cloud service, I think a six hundred million or something around half a billion. Right. So, do you think there's a conflict of interest there between uh, the Washington Post and the CIA? Then, which uh, yeah, I guess suggest anything like that. Not not for half a billion dollars. I mean, it's chump change, right? That wouldn't be a conflict of interest. Uh, and then we've got General Electric really kind of owns NBC, MSNBC. That was over on that side of the bracket. But yet, with all the firepower between uh, Bessos, Amazon, uh, General Electric, they didn't make it into the semifinals, guys. You know, that was, to me, you know, I was expecting... Well, we're talking about some heavyweight hitters here. I mean, I'm sure voters remember the BBC's legendary announcement of the collapse of Building 7 on 9-11 half oh, yeah. an hour. Or it actually collapsed. I mean, when you've got a Trump like that in your pack, you know. That was embarrassing. Compete with that one, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, that's a top Trump. That's a top Trump in the deck, Basil. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big one right there. And uh, as far as Amazon's founder and CEO goes, uh, better luck next year. Uh, but I will say they're looking strong for next year with the release uh, and popularization of the Alexa unit the clearly uh, CIA-sponsored spy box that many people are purchasing from Amazon and setting in front of their computer, in front of their coffee table, their television. You can even get uh, small units of it to put in each room so that uh, the, the fake news peddlers and information surveillance gatherers can really follow everything, everything that you're doing in the home. Uh, it's great. It's going to be great. So... We'll see. Uh, maybe in 2018, uh, maybe maybe Amazon will will actually make the the final four here. And uh, guys, you, you know we can't ignore the context of this. You know, all, so this tournament's happening. This competition is happening right now. Vote for your what you think of the top fake news outlets. Go right now to 21stCenturyWire.com. Click on the shout poll link there at the bottom of the show page. Get involved, and in this poll widget, you can vote and comment as well so this sort of debate that hopefully will take place within these widgets uh we'll, we'll run this for the next two weeks well then we'll announce the finalists and we'll have one week to absolutely go for hell for leather uh right up to april 2nd when we're going to crown world champion of fake news for 2017 uh wow. now guys and, and this is all happening at the time of this massive wikileaks document dump vault seven okay which hesher alluded to uh just a minute ago with regards to you know the size and scope of the hacking by the CIA, does this not give the CIA kind of an unfair advantage in this competition? The timing of the WikiLeaks release is this going to push them over the edge? You know, I know it's ha it's not a hacking competition, but certainly that's going to play uh, into how maybe people are going to vote in terms of the brand recognition. Of the CIA is much higher. Uh, maybe this this week because of this story, Hesher. Well, it's kind of akin to doping. You know, I would say uh, we have a case here where the committee is going to need to get together and decide if uh, the CIA has gone too far. Are they are they doping to to win the playoffs here? It kind of seems that way because that you're right. That is just it's huge, uh, and and the timing right there before before our final four. I mean, uh, that's like fake news on steroids right there so we got to be careful at cnn we want to make sure 
that the that the competition is uh, nice and unfair here. I mean, fair. So uh, yes, uh, CIA rather uh, definitely watch but out for I, them. I, I'd like to see another cup awarded for you know hacker hacker of the year. Is it the Russians? Is it you know is these famous mythical Russians hacking the DNC? Is it WikiLeaks hacking the CIA? Is it the CIA hacking all of us? You know, let's have a hacker of the year too. Yes, and let's not forget the uh, the new CIA. Uh, well, it's not necessarily new, but it came out in the Vault Seven that the CIA is running a hacking uh, front over there at the U.S. consulate in Frankfurt, which is hacking all of Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. So there again, you know, more more evidence of uh, that same sort of steroid use there by the cia in this competition oh you mentioned germany over there hasher and you know uh we uh, german supporters absolutely attacking us uh before the show saying why is not build newspaper in the final even in the final eight um basil i mean is is this a case of has a tremendous uh, record again going back many years uh, of uh, world-class propaganda. So uh, I think it's because, you know, that at the moment the German listeners are still outnumbered that Bill hasn't made the final selection. So you think it's just a case of uh, just the numbers weren't there? It's a know. numbers game. The numbers weren't there. Yeah, exactly. The pedigree, the pedigree, though, you can't, you know, the pedigree is definitely, the Bill newspaper is impressive. Can't be questioned. Can't be questioned. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very crowded field out here. Uh, there are a lot of very impressive fake news agencies that just aren't going to make it into the final eight and the final four this year. But, uh, yes, big ups to that outlet as well and all the other ones that didn't make it because there's just so many good ones this year. No, absolutely. You know, it's an impressive field. And, uh, you know, there's another outlet that didn't make it, which I was, you know, Al Jazeera, you know, but is it, is it a case of, do you think, you know, Qatar Al Jazeera has actually done a few good things as well. They, uh, they, uh, caught that Israeli embassy operative offering to take down UK government ministers. That was all hushed up quite quickly, but for a couple of days, that was, uh, quite a furore, you know, so, uh, I know they're not so hot on the Middle East, but I think they've got, you know, they've got one or two redeeming, redeeming qualities there at Al Jazeera. Well, it looks like we've got one and two seeds on uh, each region, uh, so you know that that really is a testament to the quality of our selection committee uh, that they did manage the brackets accordingly. I mean, yes, there is room for an outsider, Basil, as always. However, one and two seeds both went through in both of their regions, but the fact that Al Jazeera didn't make the final eight. That's a testimony to the quality of this field. I mean, you're talking about you know some some of the biggest powerhouses in fake news today. You know, this Hesher, this is truly exciting. I think for anyone who's following fake news, this is really this is a field of dreams. Uh, to to borrow a term from Kevin Costner's uh, film, there, this is really a field of dreams in terms of fake news hesher oh yeah that's a that's a perfect perfect metaphor for it it is a field of dreams you know as basil pointed out on a boiler room last night uh reality is now for sale to the highest bidder and we have some apex predators here in the final four with cnn bbc uh, the New York Times and the CIA. I mean, there you have it. Wow, what a bunch of contenders we have this year. 
I'm just really excited about the matchups, guys. You know, just just to see to see the New York Times go head to head with the CIA to butt heads there in the in the bowels of the deep state, and also uh, to see the tra- Basil. That you know, let's face it, the transatlantic rivalry. Possibly, I mean, are we looking at uh, you know a sort of rivalry? CNN, BBC, two sides of the Atlantic in the same space. You know, is two there room? Is that space big enough for both of them? Two sides of the same coin. I think, you know, what we've realized this year is that they're both basically regurgitating the same feed. Where that original feed comes from, uh, I'm not quite sure. But we're actually looking at mirror images of each other here with with CNN and the BBC. Well, you know, that's why they're in the state-run region. Maybe that the source of that feed is is the state, is the government, or their respective governments themselves. We're not sure. But, uh, you know, it's is there room, is that space big enough for two big dogs like that? You know, Hesher, is there enough room in the junkyard for two big, dangerous dogs like CNN and the BBC? Or can there only be, as the Highlander said, can there only be one? There can only be one on the other end of this competition, folks. I think that uh, on the state-run side there, CNN versus BBC, this is akin to Godzilla versus Mothra. And on the other side, you've got the New York Times and the CIA, much like uh, a a T-Rex versus a Triceratops. I mean, this is going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of fur flying, a lot of teeth and claws gnashing. Yeah, and in terms of the Horace Greeley Award, you know, we are looking forward to seeing how that's going to unfold. Um, that was originally, actually, been it was called the Charles Jaco Award originally, but uh, the committee petitioned to have the name changed, uh, partly because uh, Charles Jaco is still in gainful employment. But um, that field is absolutely stacked of with CNN people, guys. And you know, so this brings me to this question. You know, we have to ask him: you know, Do you think it's fair, um, or maybe? You know, is this organization, does it have an unfair advantage here when you have basically Anderson Cooper, Wolf Blitzer, Chris Cuomo, uh, Jake Tapper, the the list just goes, it's just endless. How deep is this bench? Basil, is this an unfair advantage on CNN's part? Yes, they've certainly got the players all right. They back very deep indeed. So uh, I think their players are better known as well. They've got the high-paid superstars. So it's uh, a bit, it's a bit like Basel. It's a bit like Real Madrid, isn't it? I mean, have they not bought? Have they bought the best the team here? They're the all stars, but once again, they're uh, they're all stars, but they're fading stars, aren't they? Is you know, year by year, the ratings are falling. I think one by one, a little bit like a conveyor belt, we're going to see them dropping off the end as the advertising revenues collapse. And people realize just how fake they are, you know. You think, so you think it's put that picture in your mind of a conveyor belt with, <laughs> with all these characters on, and one by one, as it goes on, they get they get. So you think, you, you think it's all going to end in tears, like the East German women's? I, I mean, the numbers aren't going to add up, you know. Nobody's watching anymore. Everybody switched off. Like I said last night, nobody knows, nobody cares about what these guys say anymore, you know. So it's going to go the way like the East German women's swimming team. They'll be stripped of their gold medals at, at some point. It uh, all looks very shiny and glossy at the moment, but I don't think it's going to last. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, you can't buy a better squad really than that. So, you know, how do how do other networks who want to produce fake news, Hesher, how do they compete with someone like CNN? 
And I, I'm talking about them like they're the odds-on favorite here, but really, aren't they? They really are, and it, it's unfortunate for anyone that's nipping at their heels because they are a steamroller. They are an absolute steamroller of fake news. I, with a dream team like that, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to to catch up there, uh, especially with the the declining ratings. I mean that that's as Basil brought up that that's a whole new uh, attribute there that we can start comparing them by. Uh, boy, who's who's winning by losing the fastest? You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I think they. I think they call that the race to the bottom. Yes, I think, the switch, I think that's the big the, switch off. That's the that's the name of the final. The big switch off. So so there's so really what we're looking at here is a pretty well balanced field on both sides of the semifinal uh, regions on this bracket, and so I do encourage people to go and vote and comment. Get engaged. You got two weeks to, to basically decide who's going to be in the championships here. And uh, so, you know, where is the smart money, Basil, in terms of the finals here? If you know, if I had a hundred, if I was a Saudi prince and I had a hundred grand to dump on a bet for the finals, you know, where, what direction is the smart money, the sure money going? Well, the the smart money always goes where the value is. The the the, the runner that looks overpriced, uh, and uh, I think uh, going back to my original odds, I think the four to, <clears throat> the four to one about CNN looks a big price. So uh, that's uh, that that may where may well be where it's going. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, the, so. The phone is ringing off the hooks with the bookies as we speak right now after the Oracle. Of, uh, I'm not of, laying any bets on these, by the way. You know, I'm I'm just quoting on behalf of colleagues, of course. The Oracle of Cambridge, Basil Valentine has spoken, uh, and the bookie people are fleeing to their phones right now to place their bets uh, on this competition. But it's going to be interesting, guys, um, to see how this basically plays out. And uh, you know, this is it's going to say basically whoever wins uh, Hesher really, you know, they're going to have this mantle for. A year, uh, or maybe more. There might not be a fake news final four next year. This could actually, <laughs> this this could hammer the whole concept of fake news uh, by the time this thing's over. What do you think? Isn't that an amazing concept? This could be the uh, the all time series finale for fake news. <laughs> it has it come to a head, everyone. I mean, that is the question. That is the question, and uh, what a run it's been. I mean, the U.S. State Department got knocked off. Uh, last week in the quarterfinals, so oh, sorry, it's USA Department. No, CIA outdid you. Same with Washington Post. Wapo, you did a really, you know, good effort, good effort, but uh, uh, you just couldn't contradict yourself and spin as much propaganda and fake news as the New York Times apparently. So, yeah, it's uh, this may be it. We'll see. This could be it for fake news. Let's uh, let's hope. Let's hope so. Are, are are any of you guys as shocked as I am that the Huffington Post? Uh, wasn't even in the in the running for the final eight. I mean, we. I mean, I was pretty shocked about that. I'm still one. You know, where are they? That's the question. Should we put out an APB for the for the Huffington Post? Yeah. Why did get? Uh, how did that happen? If 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 you would ask me two years ago who I wanted in this uh, final four or final eight, uh, I, they would have been in there for sure. I don't know what happened. They need to try a little harder. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think I think uh, they're 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 starting to hemorrhage uh, 
uh, readers as well. So I guess what's happening to the mainstream, I guess what we're saying is that some of these uh, faux alternative uh, online outlets like the Huffington Post, who basically is owned by Time Warner, I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, they end up becoming mainstream and then equally as unpopular as the mainstream networks, Basil. So it, it, is this a case of this kind of, is this the cycle of life in media? Is this the sort of the Darwinian theory of evolution in terms of mainstream alternative media and fake news? Well, I don't, you, um, you may or may not know, Patrick, I don't subscribe to the Darwinian theory of evolution. But I tell you what we have got is that basically we've got some kind of mutated eight-headed hydra because frankly the these are all different heads emanating from the same deep state body washington post new york times cia bbc three letters doesn't matter what that they're all just different heads of the same ugly slavering beast and uh, is 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 there uh, is there anybody you know looking looking ahead uh, to 2018 you know is there anybody on the horizon that could compete with any of these monsters, let's say, within the next year? Or, or you know, are they just, uh, you know, they've got a few good years left. I mean, look at this Final Four. I mean, they're not going anywhere, obviously. But, you know, who is coming up through the ranks, Hesher and Basil? You know, who do you see as possibly, you know, the future of fake news in terms of challenging the eminence of these uh, established institutions? Well, you know, I, I don't have a good answer for that, but I would like to point out that there is the uh, the gawker factor here. So you mentioned Huffington Post, and I got to wonder if maybe after what happened to Gawker, some of these, uh, I don't want to say smaller outlets, but more like subsidiaries, uh, maybe they're being a little more careful, a little more attentive about uh, diving into the deep end of fake news when uh, there are billionaires out there and millionaires that are looking to take them out of business for doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you got to believe that the Gawker effect is uh, looming like a, like a haze, like, uh, like the brown haze that sits over Los Angeles. It's just there, isn't it? You know, with people like Hulk Hogan and others. So, you know, a lot, lot of establishment people can be uh, lined up to take out Gawker. Uh, I think Peter was did didn't Peter Thiel want to take Gawker out? Yes. Did yeah. you guys see that story? Definitely. What was it? We've got I think you know an honorable mention for the Guardian as well. You know which? Oh, of course. Oh my I'm gosh. Wanted to say you you know used to be uh, a very accurate and worthy newspaper, but uh, now makes it onto the also rans on this list, which uh, rather disappointing. Yeah. Well, the fact that they you know they, they should have been in there. It is disappointing their fall from grace, but you know, uh, it's their, their fall from grace is in terms of a reputable uh, media organization means that they can cash in on the fake news business, which is actually more lucrative than the real news business. And isn't that why, Basil, that there are so many uh, real news organizations that have migrated into the fake news space? Is it is it because it's more profitable? It would seem so. I mean, these days you can print whatever you like. We've got uh, an otherwise quite well-respected author, Ian McEwan, here on the front page of The Guardian today saying, referendums such as Brexit votes remind me of the Third Reich. I mean, you know, if you're printing that kind of complete nonsense, then there's nowhere else to go, really, is there? 
Yeah, well, yeah, there's, there's, there is nowhere else to go. But, uh, you know, an exciting field, all the, an exciting competition, lots of talent, a lot of team spirit as well, you know, in terms of, uh, especially in terms of the BBC. They've got a lot of uh, uh, people backing them as well as CNN. And there's a lot of diehard fans of the New York Times as well who are not going to be happy to see them basically advanced all the way to really knocking on the door of a world championship in fake news. Um, I'm, you know, Hesher, is this, how, how are the people who follow these media outlets, you know, that they're real fans, how are they going to feel if, for instance, someone like the New York Times would take the absolutely top prize in fake news uh, in, on April 2nd? I mean, it, it would be devastating. It will be. Yes, it will be devastating. Talk about uh, the underdog taking out the big dogs there. So, yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't CIA and CNN and BBC just go home with their tails between their legs after all that work if New York Times comes through with a win on April second? Yeah, you know, and I, I would have thought, I would have thought, guys, you know, look, the U.S. State Department between Jen Psaki, Maria Harf, John Kirby, Mark Toner, you know, between all of those, I mean, that that the strength of that team. Uh, in terms of propaganda and fake news was just it was it was impressive i really i'm i'm not going to lie you know i admit i i had a little bit of a flurry on the state department there to to basically best cnn basil and make it you know squeeze into the semifinals albeit by a small margin you know um you know what does that say about the cia that the state department has that level of fake news talent and yet they still couldn't make it past the finish line uh well you know nobody bests the cia patrick you know that they've, uh, that's true that's true <laughs> they're not planning on going anywhere and uh, how the past masters oh yeah well they're the, you know they're the ones with the rack of grand slam titles to their name Oh, you, you can say that again. Actually, we've got a clip uh, from, uh, I think, John Kiriakov, a uh, former CIA agent, and uh, he pretty much uh, echoes Basil's sentiments right there. Let's go ahead and roll this. This is John Kiriakov. Let's just listen to this. I think they probably have come from a CIA contractor or former contractor. I think that we should assume that whatever the CIA does it's probably the best in the world or pretty darn close to the best and mm. i think that they would not make so stupid or silly a mistake as to as to accidentally leave clues uh... like we've seen in wikileaks my point being if we're seeing russian script for example in code i would bet a paycheck that it was the cia that put it there there it is right there hasher i mean how can you argue with that? Yeah, that's that's really hard to argue with, especially uh, with what we've learned out of Vault Seven about the uh, the hacking agency overseas there across the pond in Germany. I mean, how simple would that be? How simple would that be? It's perfect. They're they've got the world covered, and you know you're right about the U.S. State Department. I was really pulling for them, but uh, they took a big hit. They lost uh, some of their media coverage, some of their spotlight, some of their star players when the Trump administration came in. So exactly. I, I, I think that's what took them out. Uh, and unfortunately, they just don't have the staying power of the CIA um, this year. You know, if it would have been last year, I think, you know, Kirby, Toner, uh, some of those guys, I think they might have clinched it from the CIA. The CIA was uh, didn't have so much spotlight on them at the time. So 
uh, I think that there was a shift, a political shift that really helped uh, catapult the CIA into the semifinals here. Well, as usual, Hesher's right on the money there, Basil. I mean, well, that's that's why we have uh, analysts like this on this panel. Uh, we've only got the best uh, in terms of uh, fake news analysts. But, um, guys, before we go, before we wrap this up, I mean, it's been a tremendous, tremendous launch of the fake news Final Four here. Um, quickly, Basil, your picks for the for the finals. Uh, I'm going to go BBC and CIA. Oh, wow. That, now, that would be a very interesting matchup, to say the least, on so many different different levels. But um, <clears throat> the parity in this field is just unrivaled. Uh, Hesher, before we go, uh, your picks for the crown on April 2nd. Well, I hate to do it, but I have to go with the two powerhouses, the, the what I would consider the obvious ones, which is going to be CIA versus CNN. Uh, of Whoa. course, with that hand and glove factor that Basil Valentine brought to us, we got to keep that in mind. But I really think those are our two powerhouses. We've got the huge public powerhouse of CNN with all the big names that we've mentioned tonight, and then the deep state A team right there in the CIA. Wow! So you're, so you're giving the nod with uh, really to the you think the CIA going to go all the way I think it's possible I really think it's possible they've got the staying power they're embedded everywhere they're hacking the whole world they're listening to everything I mean it's even with John Brennan even with John Brennan off off the squad you still think they've got what it takes oh yeah oh yeah their 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 team is still in there their team is still in there Brennan you know we'll see we'll see we we got a new we got a new uh, manager over there but uh I don't know. It's still a powerhouse. It's still a powerhouse. A lot of information coming out of there. A lot of chaos. So we'll see. But that's my pick right there. Sorry, New York Times. Sorry, BBC. Uh, you guys did excellent. And uh, I won't be surprised if uh, I'm wrong and one of you two slips in there. But uh, that's my guess, Patrick. CIA and CNN. And be- before you scoot off to uh, Cheltenham, uh, Basil, this week, um, you know, are you going to give us, you know, who are you going to give the nod between the BBC and the CIA, or are you just going to leave us kind of... Oh, I've got to go with the home team. I've got to go with the BBC. You're going to... BBC over the CIA in the finals. That's a that's a controversial pick, but Basil Valentine's... Well, you remember, it's run as a protection racket. You know, it's uh, state-run. They'll kick down the door, your front door, to get the money off you to pay for it, you know. <laughs> you go to, it, it, the great thing about it is you go to jail if you don't pay... For fake news of the BBC. Wow, wow! How you, you put it? Put it, fr- framing it in that way, Basil. I don't see how they could lose, really. But um, so you know, that's why we've got you on the show because you're able to give us that side of the analysis that you know you, you frankly Americans wouldn't have any clue about. Uh, but you're basically yeah. We and we've got your down on Basil's corner uh, on on the post here for March Madness. You'll see some of Basil's. Uh, uh, observations about some of these players and why some of them have uh, are going to be more successful than others in this vote. Get in and vote for the fake news. Final Four, it's happening right now on the Shout page at 21 Wire. There's a link on the show page and uh, we're going to leave this poll open, these two polls, uh, for the next two weeks and then we'll open up for the final week for the championship round and also the Horace Greeley uh, Award for Top Journalist fake news outstanding journalist that's going to be launched 
uh, later this week, and we'll talk about that on next week's show. Thank you very much. As always, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, great to be in the company of such class and uh, professionalism. And Hesher as well. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was great. Yeah, this is going to be really exciting. Uh, we're, we can't wait to see the finals here. All right, guys. All the best. Extra roll up, roll up, get your fake news. New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times, get your fake news. Roll up, roll up, fake news here, fake news here, fake news everywhere. We got Time Magazine, copies of Time Magazine, lots of fake news, lots of fake news, fresh, fresh off the press, fresh news, fake fresh news, here, there, and everywhere. NBC, everybody, wait a minute, they're on TV, but if they were in print, we'd have them here on the fake news stand. Get your fake news, roll up, roll up, fake news here. 